Well, good afternoon, good evening, or good night. Wherever you're finding this podcast, I'm grateful. WWW, what happened this week in the world, and what do we think about it? I'm Ken H. Always coming to you from Houston, Texas. It is April the 5th. Let's get started. Are those new to the program, of course? It's the fastest 25 minutes of your live podcasting center. We're going to touch a base on a little USA news, politics, sports, and entertainment. Take a little world information. Take a break from our faithful sponsors and discuss what's happening. Thank you again, always. I am so grateful we are back and live and going forward. And let's get started, of course. What's happening in the United States? Well, the United States is at its turning point. We're trying to decide where do we go next. 75% of the country is not happy with the direction the country is headed. The president has announced once again uh, he's going to stall or delay the payments for those students who have had or do have uh, college loans, college payments, those loans or those back payments that have mounted and mounted and mounted, the government with Bernie Sanders and then Joe Biden, of course, had to jump on board that they're going to say, we're going to pay those loans off, we're going to pay those debts off. Well, obviously, that's a big big, uh, difficulty when you come up with the fact that our economy is right now in the tank. We've got a, an inflation that's well above 8%. Some cities, some states, some states across the country, they're at 11%, 12%, 13%. So there's a huge economy problem. And I think the party and the president realizes it's going to be difficult to sell this idea of spending more money to pay off debts from students, perhaps, that have accrued this debt. For those, of course, that never had the debt, those of us that are perhaps a little older, aka, I'm not going to say it, but we're a little older, we don't have those student debts anymore, or perhaps we're still paying on those student debts from back then. It's a very frustrating topic because we say, hey, whoa, 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 why didn't you pay for my debts? But again, we'll give credit to the president taking a pause. We're going to stop right now. We're going to stop paying those debts at least for now. We'll see what happens, but that again is a good moment. That's the politics side. Let's move over into sports. Boy, if you were anywhere near a TV last night and you happen to be able to see the National Basketball Championship, March Madness this year was one of the most exciting we've seen in the country. I've seen personally the lots of upsets. Nobody's bracket, you know, that famous bracket. Nobody's bracket achieved success because there were so many upsets and number twos were out early number ones were out early all the way down to a final four in Louisiana Louisiana, New Orleans where you had Villanova playing Kansas and then you had uh, North Carolina playing Duke big games big excitement both of those games on on Saturday night were very exciting all the way down the wire both teams, I, you know, nobody said it, but I'm actually the first one to say it. I'm going to say it. I thought it was pretty cool. Both teams that advanced to the championship game for Monday night or last night, they had 81 points in their final four semifinals. So both teams advancing won their games with a total of 81 points. Very interesting if you obviously were going to win the championship game you had to get into the 81 point category very cool very amazing that that's exactly what they did and so that's going to be 
the way the sports ran. A very exciting game. At the halftime, Kansas was down 15 points. Everybody, of course, perhaps thought North Carolina was going to be a bit of the winner. The Tar Heels had won it before. Kansas only had won the game three other times, four other times, if you consider all the way back. It had been 14 years since they won a national championship, and yet here they were, 15 points down at the half. Boy, did they rally back. Boy, did they come back. And from right away, they made up those 15 points. And to be honest with you, from then on, it was a nail-biter. Very exciting game going back and forth. Kansas, North Carolina, Kansas, North Carolina, Tar Heels, Jaybirds, one back and forth after the other. Very exciting, very cool, very fun. Point by point, very, very cool. And at the end, of course, Kansas did turn out to be the victors, and they won by only three points. So, again, very, very close. Very exciting, exciting match, very exciting game. So congratulations. And America, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. I'll come back to that. Entertainment, of course, Will Smith. We're not going to talk about the slap. We did a lot of that last week. We're going to talk about it. Will Smith, his membership in the American Motion Picture Academy of Arts and Sciences. Um, who cares? You know, you won the award. You've got your academy. What does it mean? Well, logistically, legally, the Motion Picture Academy of Fine Arts are those members who are made up of actors, directors, writers, screenwriters, all the people that are involved in movies, all the way down. My great uncle was, of course, involved, and I get to carry that torch now, and so I get to be a member of that by proxy, but it doesn't matter. Only members get to vote on the Academy Award winners, those Oscar winners, and so if you're not an Academy member, you cannot vote for those Oscars next year or going forward. So Will Smith gives up that right. Meh. The only problem the Academy kind of has is that the best actor normally comes back the next year and gives out the best actress Oscar award. Well, he's not going to be able to do that because he's going to be banned from the performance. So we'll see who does that. That's the only real hiccup. Does he still get or could he still get an Academy Award going forward? Well, yes, he can because, again, they'll give Academy Awards to those people they feel are deserving. They may or may not be Academy members at the time, but only Academy members can vote. So, again, Will Smith could win an Oscar going forward even if he doesn't have Academy membership. So does it really matter? Who cares? symbolic at best. Oh, I'm so sorry I did what I did, Will Smith. But he's got his Oscar. He's praying, and I already told you last week, he's not going to lose his Oscar. But that's what it is. That's the way the game is played. Now let's move on to the world events. U.S. and Europe, European Union and the United States, are about to impose another round of stiff sanctions against Russia in this retaliation. Horrible pictures over the weekend of, of uh, unfortunately the dead Ukrainians and how that worked out. Just a terrible, I won't even go into it, but just horrible, horrible, horrible. But it's, it's unfortunate that that is the situation we're in and we just have to continue to try to see what is the best plan, what's the best strategy, what are we going to do about it, and hope to God we come up with some sort of resolution and peace. But that's a one European or a, a world event that's happening. Of course, nobody can discount atrocities that are happening in Ukraine. And we pray every day for those people, those people going through it, the, the, the unbelievable 
resolve of the of the government there of Ukraine and, and just not giving up. And so we wish them nothing but our dearest and deepest prayers. Do you want a job? How's your job? What's your job situation? Are you needing a job? Are you willing to work anywhere? Are you willing to travel for your job? Are you willing to relocate for your job? Very exciting if you're willing to go to Antarctica or the Antarctic, so to speak. The uh, British charity has suggested that they are interested in somebody going and they'll pay the bills, pay the dime, and they need you to go to Antarctic and work in their post office because they need some counting to be done. They need you to count the penguins. What? Yes, I said it right. The Heritage Trust there in the UK is willing to have a job for you if you'll go and be located in Antarctic, uh, west of the Antarctic Peninsula, of course, and they want you to count penguins. <laughs> I'll do it. Well, good luck and get after it. If you're in Canada, and you've heard about this unfortunate story for those poor Canadians. This one man was uh, a thief, if you will, and he stole. What did he steal? Well, darn it. He stole maple syrup. What? That's right. He stole maple syrup, and he's going to be paying the price. He has been found guilty of stealing the Canadian maple syrup, 2,700 tons of it. And he's going to have to pay $9 million in fines. Really? Seriously? $9 million, 2,700 pounds of Canadian maple syrup. Crime doesn't pay. Or it does pay, but it pays back the government for which you stole it. Hard break right on time. Travel and Leisure Magazine brings us 58% off the cover charge, $29.99. You're going to get 12 issues. That's one full year of the Travel and Leisure magazine delivered right to your home. Unbelievable offer because of your friends of the family, friends of the church, friends of the source. WWW, so grateful for them. www.travelandleisure.com backslash order today. Or if you need to speak to somebody, no problem. 866-737-8037. Well, well, well. First half gone, just like that. That's right. What's next? Well, let's talk about these issues. A couple of three issues that I want to talk about. If you were in this college program, you went to college, you worked hard, you actually had a desire to get a college degree, you worked hard, you went through the programs, maybe you had a job on the side, those tuition bills continued, the books, the tuition, the housing, the food... All of that added up to more than likely, it seems like the average is around $200,000. Let's say plus or minus $200,000. And so you have your degree, you've gotten your college, you're out of college, but sadly you do have this degree bill hanging over your head. And you're going to, you made an agreement, you signed the paper, so you're going to make a payment all the time, every month, to the college, to the payment company, to pay off this debt, the student debt loan. Well, nobody said you had to go. 
Nobody said you had to succeed with a college degree. Nobody said you couldn't succeed without one. Nobody said you had to go and put on this debt. Nobody gave you any advice when you decided to go and do a degree in underwater grease BB stacking and hoping that that degree would carry you into a lucrative career in which you could pay off this student loan rather quickly, an arts degree, a paper degree. I mean, nobody said it. Nobody ever tells you that part of it. When you get out of university, get out of college, what is your degree going to pay for? What are you going to get from your degree? Well, nobody tells that part of these young people, and so they sadly go into it. They buy in 100% stock and barrel. I'll take the college program, I'll take the books, I'll take the room, I'll take the board, I'll take the food plan, I'll take the study plan, I'll take the, you know, whatever I need to pay for, because I want to get this degree, this degree, this degree, this incredible degree. Now, I come from a family, two adopted, my older brother and I adopted, my younger brother, uh, 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 firstborn, but here we have three brothers, the two other brothers than myself have college papers. They finish their universities, they have their degrees, and they've done very well. I've also done very well without a college degree. And so how do you justify, and this is where I sometimes get into trouble because I want to talk very openly, and I do talk very openly about what's going on. And so how do you say to somebody, you have to have a college degree to get a career, get a successful paycheck, blah, 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 or you must have a degree. I mean, you just it's just very difficult to suggest that you do or don't have this and so I'm in a real pickle because I really feel for the people that did the paperwork now my father was very grateful and so all of the family has had their college papers paid for including my nephews all uh, three of the nephews have had their college papers paid for by my father he set that up he got that worked out and so they will never have a college degree paper problem when it comes to their school debt. So I'm so grateful and so blessed. But my father thought it was so famous and so important. Now he came from an Arab, way before mine, of course, and he was in that generation where they thought the paper was everything. So my father had a master's, he had a bachelor's, and so he was very well educated and had the papers to prove it. And he wanted that for his children, so both my brothers and I had these opportunities to go to school and I did a couple of years and then I kind of moved on to work. My other brothers stayed with it and they got their papers. And so it's just a question, how do you figure it out for yourselves? And I would pray and I hope maybe this podcast can stir a discussion in your family. Maybe it stirs a little discussion within yourself in the mirror. Do I need the paper? Do I need to accumulate this $200,000 debt? Okay fine. So you say, I have to, I do need it. I want to have it. Okay, fine. I'm with you. I'm hundred percent with you. However, what is the degree in? Are you going to be able to cover that debt afterwards? Is the job that requires that degree, engineering, mathematician, you know, whatever it is you're going for, is there a job out there that's going to cover your salary paying off these debts? in the end, because you cannot depend on the federal government. You should not depend on someone else coming in and paying your debts. I was grateful my father did that. My brothers are grateful. Their children are grateful. So we're very blessed, but that's not everybody's situation. I appreciate that, and I understand that's why we're talking about it. Be prepared. What is your plan? What are your game plan? Are you even at all prepared for this moment of I'm going to have yes, 
a strategy, a payment plan in place. I'm going to be able to pay this college debt, whether it's 100000 200000 I've been very encouraged lately here in the Houston area, as I do speaking engagements, and I talk to young people as well. A lot of them are taking the college preliminary courses from, let's say, the, the local colleges, the local universities that are not the big names, but they get the basic college classes out of the way, and then they transfer perhaps to a bigger name brand college, and so that is cutting those expenses down. Whether that's mom and dad are telling you that's the way you're going to go, they're deciding, or I've maybe figured it's an extension of their high school. You know, they kind of are still living at home. Mom and dad is doing the groceries and the laundry, and they go to their classes, and it's kind of a glorified high schoolish setup. I don't know. Maybe. We'll certainly think about it, but I see that I can understand it not ready to go full-blown, have to do my own laundry, live on my own, blah, 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 and spend $200,000 to learn English, math, and science, those basic courses every degree is going to require. Can I do it locally? Can I do it here at home? Absolutely, and I'm seeing a lot of young people deciding that's their route. That's the way they want to go. Good for you. Way to go. Next topic, Kansas. I'm going to say it once again. I'm, a, I'm not a big basketball fan. Those of the fame to the show, fans of the show know that about me. But I, didn't, I love the March Madness because I like that one month. We, we, we all spend a month together. We're hot and heavy, focused on it. And you win or you go home. It's real simple. Win or go home. Win or go home. Win or go home. What a great concept. Win or go home, right? Instant gratification or disappointment. But it's gone. 64, 32, 16, 8, 4, game over. It's very exciting, and boy, was this Final Four. We need this with all the things going on, Ukraine and the president and, and our lives and the economy and our jobs and our gasoline prices and all this. Boy, was this a breath of fresh air. This March Madness took a lot of people out of the troubles, perhaps, of their lives, troubles of their homes, troubles of their situations, for instance, and boy, did they really appreciate that escape. And I'm going to encourage you, we need to continue doing that. We need to continue providing some escapes. So whether it's a movie or, you know, I have midnight and we go out every day and we see each other every day and we go out and we go see the fresh air and I do a little walking and so we do a little riding. And so there's just all this, you need to get out, you need to do something. I know we've all got jobs, we've got our lives and our families and all this stuff. A dear friend of mine who will be on the show, teaser, on his way here in a couple of weeks is uh, take yourselves, get out, and enjoy the time away from what's troubling you. Last on the list, that job thing. Boy, isn't that funny. That's a topic that I'm, a, you know, I do this on a daily basis with the work that I do for the, for the uh, organization I'm with, and so it's very, very interesting job. You want to relocate to Antarctic and count penguins, and you earn a living doing that, and you're willing to do that. Well, it's... Uh, Funny you say that. It's interesting you say that. We're struggling here in the Houston area, and we're struggling, of course, all over the country with people that have gotten used to the COVID, stay at home. They got used to the perhaps the ability to, I'm not really going to go. I don't really, you know, my company's going to let me stay at home. I can work remote. I don't really like my company anymore or whatever. And really, there's a huge, huge onslaught of people not willing to work. The recruiting staff that I work with is on a daily basis telling me just nobody wants to go to the job interview. They don't want to go to their job site. They don't want to go and 
and and do the work and they're just so lethargic and they're so not interested and I I kind of say to myself, well, God, how are they paying their bills? You know, who in the world is covering their expenses? And you just have to wonder that. And I don't, I don't really know what the answer there is. I know the government has stopped their stipends. I know the government is, is not really paying so much. There is still, of course, the unemployment benefits, but it's not the additional money. Some states are, are toying with the idea because the gas prices, like California, do I send them $100, $200, $300 them with their gas money? That's not an answer to the assistance. There's a lot of other ways we could kind of come at this and kind of help with the energy crisis. We've talked about that before. So how's your job? And so we'll take a couple of minutes here in the final moments of the program and talk about how's your job. Do you like your job? Are you happy with your job? Because as I've done my work and the things that I do, I talk to business owners all the time and I hear them say, forgive me, I hear them say, I've had to change the mentality, the, the structure of the organization, the company, the benefits, the whatever, because I came 15 years in the Netherlands. I worked, as you all know, and again, faithful listeners know that I came from the Netherlands into America, back into America after being away 15 years. And the Dutch are very pro, if I'm not happy, I'm not going to work. If I'm not happy, I'm going to leave and go somewhere else. And you say to yourself, wow, that's so foreign maybe or so different than American mindsets. And yet, that mentality has now come across the pond ready and willing to hit the Americans, and they're absolutely not going to work at a business, not going to work at a company, not going to work at an organization. It seems like the answer, if they're not happy. Now, I share my age if I tell you my thoughts on this, but I get shocked every time I hear a business owner complain about this, and I get frustrated because I'm not in that vein. I'm very blessed that I happen to love the job I work at. I love the company I work for, so I'm very blessed in that regard. But let's be honest. Are they trying to make me happy? They're very interested in my, in my uh, status or my well-being or whatever. But restaurants specifically, hospitality industries, hit so hard during this pandemic, uh, famine and pandemic, they are having to make the wait staff, the bus boys, the waitresses, the host and hostesses, the kitchen staff, very happy or by golly they'll leave and they are finding it out the hard way and it is a difficult time for many businesses who are struggling to hire struggling to find people so can I say to you is it a good time to go out and find a job it does seem that way but I also know that businesses are being very cautious because they don't want to just take another body warm body not going to go anywhere, not going to take the time, and then go away here in a couple weeks because, wink, wink, they're not happy. So if you're happy, if your colleagues are happy, if you're doing well, boy, we thank our God above. But wow, what a pleasant place to be. You have a job that's paying your bills, helping you in these economic difficulties, helping you in these economic times. Pay the gas bill, pay the gas hotel bill, pay the whatever bill and you're able to get it going. So you're very blessed. So if you have a job, bless you. Keep it. Take care of it. Honor it. Work hard. Go on the jobs they've done. You know, do the tasks they give you. Do the assignments. Work hard. Preserve that job because it's rare to have a job if you like it and you're loving where you are than to be there. It's a rare minority to be in that spot. 
And if you're needing a job, there are plenty out here. I can assure you there are plenty of jobs out there in the marketplace available for you. So we're there. As we come to a close, golly, this fast is 25 minutes of our podcast. I'm Ken H. Mitty says hi. Thank you so much for joining us. We're in this together. We are all in this together. We are under one sky, as I promise you always. So thank you so very much. And I appreciate everything that you do to make this program available on all nine of the podcasts, all nine of the available situations. We are there and helping always available to make sure you have everything you need from our side. Until we see each other in one week's time, WWW, what happened this week in the world? What do we think about it? Thank you so much for being here. We'll see you soon. Have a great rest of your day.